0: Welcome to the Fitness Business Growth Podcast, a podcast run by gym owners for gym owners. My name is Mitch and along with Jamie, we are your hosts and we will be discussing all the important things that you need to run a successful fitness business. From marketing to lead generation to sales to retention to staff, and much, much more. So if you are a fitness business owner, then this is for you. We hope you enjoy the following episode and we will speak with you soon.
1: Good morning. Welcome to the very first episode of Fitness Business Growth. I'm really excited to be here with my best friend from high school and my long-term business partner, Mitchell, how are you?
0: Mitchell, that's very formal. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm doing well. Yeah, excited for this first podcast. It's been something we've been planning for a little while and just getting all our tech stuff set up. So excited to share a bit of our story today and start to connect with some of their audience.
1: Awesome. So I just want to share the purpose of this podcast. If you're listening and you're a fitness business owner, a gym owner, a personal trainer, boot camp in the park, whatever the case may be, we want to share with you the best fitness business practices that have worked for us in the past and is working today for us in our business. And that's what we found is a big thing, Mitch. What worked in 2015 certainly doesn't work anymore.
0: Yeah, and I think just to take a step back, that's why we have allocated, uh, I guess, the name of this to be fitness business and not gyms because we know there are a lot of variations of what a typical and traditional gym is. But yeah, to your point, a lot, a lot has changed in the last seven or eight years. And that's sort of when we got started, but it's forever changing, forever evolving. And I mean, even in the last last couple of months, last couple of years, the, the whole dynamic of what it is to, to run a fitness business has changed with everything that happened in 2020 and 2021. So we're just wanting to explore that a little bit more, share our story, share what's working for us. Because uh, we feel like we have a you know fair amount of experience and knowledge, you know, working with different types of fitness businesses.
1: Yeah, one thing that kind of has bothered us both is there is so much information online that is constantly in your feed from business coaches, gurus that may not have done what they're advising other people to do, and it's our own personal belief that that is just wrong because unless you've been in the trenches unless you've owned a gym, owned a fitness professional, it is very hard to give people advice. It's nothing, it's just like the overweight personal trainer.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of comparisons to, you know, the the fitness industry and that's where if you are a trainer who's trying to help people lose weight or get strong and you've never lost weight yourself or you've never gotten strong, then you know, who are you to tell someone else the best way to do it? And it, it definitely applies to business. We've we found that in the past through other people that we have looked up to and listened to that the theory behind a lot of these concepts and a lot of the information that they provide sounds really good, but it, it stops at that. It, it is theory and the practicality of it that we have trialled and you know, put into place in our business, it, it hasn't worked the way that the theory makes it seem. And that's where we, you know, even today, the people that we look up to and the people that we take information off are people who have walked the walk that we're currently walking. And, and for us, we feel like that's really important because there's a lot of really good information out there that just doesn't have the same affecting practicality as it has when it's being told.
1: Yeah, and we've worked with a few business coaches in the past, and they are always ahead of us at that time. And if you can see someone that's ahead of you that has walked the walk, you can just borrow their knowledge, borrow their experience. And one of the most important things is to not make the same mistakes that we have made in the past and that you are likely to make if you don't avoid certain pitfalls.
0: Yeah, that's right. We, we've made a lot of mistakes you know, where we certainly haven't been perfect along the way. And and that's where a lot of the things that we have had to navigate um, ourselves or with help from from someone who is further along the journey than us has been really helpful. And we've done a lot wrong. We've also done a lot right and feel like that even now, uh, because what's something we haven't mentioned just yet is we, we still currently own two uh, fitness businesses in newcastle new south wales so so we are still applying and using the information that, that we learn and applying this within our two businesses some of it sticks some of it doesn't and like we mentioned earlier business or oh, you know regardless of the industry but you know also in the fitness space is forever evolving and you know what worked last week or last month or last year isn't necessarily going to work today and into the future so it's something we're always changing we use a lot of trial and error. We see what works. We see what's what, what doesn't, and you know we find that we're able to create a group of, I guess, best practices, and be able to apply that within our business. And that's the message we're wanting to share as well.
1: And before you listen to a word that we say, I think we should just share our journey a bit, which is what led us to today. Now, believe it or not, we've been in the fitness industry since 2012, 10 years, and we've owned our own facility since 2015. So it's a young industry, so we are actually dinosaurs in this industry. Not many people can say they've been doing fitness business for 10 years, and especially owning two successful and highly profitable gyms for seven years. It's something that we're both really, really proud of, and that's why we wanna share our experience with you.
0: Yeah, it's, it's all we've really done in our adulthood, you know, we, we finished school together in 2007 and uh, I went to uni and, and stuffed around for a bit and, uh, and then it was 2012 when we, when we got started and we, we haven't left. It, it's also been our primary, um, I guess, wage and you know, way that we have made a living since then. It's not something that's been done on the side. Um, or off in the background when we've worked a corporate job or worked any sort of other part-time or full-time job, it has solely been through um, through the fitness space and in the industry. But we've um yeah, we've seen a lot of changes and we've also worn a lot of different hats over these years as well.
1: Yeah, and we owe everything to we own in our lives to our fitness businesses. This is all we've ever done. We both own our own homes. We're both fortunate in the position to be in a position where we're not running sessions in the gym anymore. We are working on the business as opposed to in the business. And when we all start that first fitness business, the majority of us are running away from a job because we want that freedom. But if you do not understand the best fitness business practices and how to grow your business, you end up just having a job. And sometimes that job can be actually worse than the job you had beforehand because it's 24 seven. And trust me, when I say this, we understand what it's like when you get the, you get the cancellation email from a member that you really like, really care, really respect for, or the freeze on a Friday night when you're outside with your friends. And they're the things that the fitness business coaches don't understand if they haven't had their own business.
0: Yeah, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about things being good in theory. And when, when you hear from some people that, seems like it is all sunshines and rainbows all the time and you get members and you build your member base and you know, it's all going to be gravy. You continue to see direct debit grow and grow and grow quarter after quarter, year after year. And the thought of having cancellations or freezes or problems or difficult members or problems with your DA or your building or your neighbors or, you know, you name it, we've, we've done it all. We've experienced it all, but yeah, you touched on something really, I guess, important there with you know we know other people in the industry where it is a one one man band they run all the sessions they clean the gym they're doing all the admin work they're taking sales calls they're running the social media and like Jamie mentioned too you know getting those cancellation messages on a saturday morning or a friday night you know it's enough to to derail your whole weekend or your whole night at times. So we're we're fortunate enough now to have a team in place that, that does that for us. We keep our finger on the pulse and, and manage that stuff star- those staff. We we run some sessions by choice just because we do like to be involved at a at a small small level and still have interaction with our members. But it is something that we have now set to the point where we could you know be working at home. Hundred percent of the time, working on the business and not show our face, and I didn't think it would have too much uh, impact on on anything at all. So we're in a good good spot now. It hasn't happened overnight. We've been a ten year overnight success, I guess you would say. Yeah. Uh, but wanting you- to share a little bit more about what we've done and how we've gotten to this point.
1: Yeah, and before you listen to a business coach or guru, this is the one question you should ask, or they should answer for you, and it's why should you listen to us or why should you listen to them? So in 2015, we opened up our first facility. Since then, we've opened seven. We've sold five and we currently have two gyms that are that are owned and operated and are running today. Sessions are running there this morning. We're proud to say that we have over 300 high paying members and it has just become the business of our dreams where when we first set out to have that fitness business to help people, that's what it's actually become, as opposed to the, uh, the the ugly side of running a fitness business, which is the marketing, the sales, and their attention.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I think when we first got in it, when people get in it, you know, you get your influx of people because you're something new, you're exciting. You might be new to town, you might have a new location. The town might have been, you know, dying for something like this. You know, you, you, whatever the situation is, but then a harsh reality of what it is to be running a fitness business sets in after not not too much time and sales and marketing and retention and operations and everything else that goes in and around that you know that's what we need to be on top of as owners and even though we aren't in the gym in person too much anymore we are still keeping a handle on those things because that is what makes the business run. That's what's going to continue to make it successful. As much as having a direct debit style business, like what we have is you know, really, really sought after. I think for business owners having, um, having revenue that you can, you can count on, you know, month after month, it isn't going to last forever. People are going to cancel, people are going to freeze. Acquisitions going to get more challenging. What worked last year isn't going to work this year. And it's about navigating those challenges and those struggles and and finding new ways to make your business successful and stay successful.
1: Yeah, of course. I think the one thing that, if if you don't mind me saying, that we have always been really great at is acquiring new clients. And I will die on this hill that there is nothing more important than having a reliable source of new clients walking into your gym week after week, year after year it is the lifeblood of your business and it's probably the the thing that gym owners kind of like don't enjoy that's that's the most important part of the business but it's the, the number one thing that gym owners don't enjoy
0: yeah i think because especially in times gone by back when group training was a little bit newer they probably didn't really have to do too much of that it was just they, you know the old saying build it and they will come and now,
1: now, now 50 people have built it yeah
0: 2022 like it's not a new thing anymore and there are you know lots of competition within your town you know for, for us we have two locations we've got we've got probably six or seven competitors within a kilometer radius at each each place well so, let's be, honest, yeah. to be really
1: honest we're in a complex with two other gyms like when yeah. we open the front door of our gym, we're looking into another gym. And if we turn our head to the right, 50 meters down, there's another gym.
0: Yeah. That's one of our locations. The other one, we've got a bit of an industrial area behind us and there's three, uh, three gyms in that complex. And then about hundred meters up the road, there's a, there's a CrossFit gym. So we, we're, we're not short on competition and, and I'm not saying we're special. It's, it's everyone everywhere that has lots of competition. So, Getting back to the original point, marketing and sales is something that probably hasn't really been a priority for a lot of owners up until the last few years. But now, with it being an aging industry and with it being not as novel as it once was, the need to have a good marketing system, to have good sales practices, and to have that whole system down pat to the point where you can acquire customers is extremely important. It it would be... Lovely to say that you know, you're never gonna lose a member again, but the reality is that people move, people get sick, people lose their jobs, you know, people do lose motivation, people do go to competitors. Uh, obviously there are ways that you can limit that, but as it would have it, there are some things that are simply unavoidable. And if you're not replacing those people that leave, then your business is going backwards.
1: It's one of those things that some of those coaches will say that sounds so great in theory. Never lose a customer again. Do these seven things and never lose a customer again. I am sad to say this. We've had members die the last seven years. Uh, that's 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 really grim. We've had members that have fallen pregnant. We have members that went through COVID, lost their jobs, lost their houses. Like you are going to lose customers. We've had eight or
0: 10 members who have had and do time to have cancer.
1: Yeah. And I guess what this podcast is about too is just being really open and really honest with other fitness business owners and dispelling the myth that like you're never going to lose a customer ever again. Like it's just, it's just not true.
0: Yeah. And re- we, we, we will be talking in, in future episodes about retention and some of the strategies that that we use to keep, keep members longer, to keep them motivated. To keep them achieving results and progress that they originally set out to do, but there is a percentage of people that, like we mentioned, they they lose their job, they move away, they get sick, they get injured. You know, there's there's a number of things that has absolutely nothing to do with you or your gym or the way it's run, and they're going to leave. So that's where to tie in with what Jamie said originally, having A reliable way to acquire customers and to acquire new prospects and turn them into new paying and hopefully high paying clients and members is going to be the most important part of any fitness business because, unfortunately, regardless of what you hear other people say, there is no way you are never going to lose a customer again. again. And as long as you're losing customers, albeit even a small amount, you need to have people coming through
1: it's really important to working with a business coach that does have experience is like sometimes you can you can feel like you have a retention issue well let's say that you have 100 members 100 members in your gym if you lose three to five members a month that's absolutely incredible like your retention should be around that number that three to five percent if it's up to ten then you've probably got an issue But I've seen gym owners in the past that are losing three members members a month and they're trying to solve their retention issue. Like the three people leaving, it is just, it is part of owning a fitness business and there is nothing you can do about it. And where fitness businesses go wrong, not just with retention, they focus on the wrong thing. Like They don't understand what the bottleneck in their business is. They think it might be a retention problem, but maybe it's a pricing problem. Maybe it's a, a contract problem. Maybe it is a not getting enough leads. Maybe you can't nurture those leads. There is 15 different things you can work through. And having a business coach can identify more, like, where is the bottleneck?
0: Well, sometimes just the owner's attention and their, their thoughts are going to somewhere that is completely not relevant to the success of their business. They feel like if they get you know, half a dozen new Concept2 bike ergs that their members are going to be absolutely ecstatic and tell all their friends and they're going to get influx of new members. But in reality, it's just another machine where their legs are going to be really, you know, (laughs) they're going to be burning when they push the pace on that or they think they need a new, some new GHD sit-ups, GHD machine or, you know, whatever it may be. So I think it can be very easy to lose sight of what's important. And for a lot of owners, you're so caught up in your business and there are sometimes loud members, not physically loud, but you have members who are a big part of your community. And if, and if every week they're complaining or, you know, t- making fun of something, the old barbells or, you know, we need a bigger space or oh we should have a 7.30 a.m. session so I can come on my days off. And all of a sudden, these are things that you're starting to look to change and think it's going to revo- revolutionize your business where in, in reality it's not going to make any difference at all. And what you need to look at is your sales and marketing and your operations as, as opposed to one of those small things that may seem like it's a big problem or a big issue, but in reality you're just so far in the weeds that it's it's not at all.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, we're, I think we both agree. I'm probably one more end, you're probably the other end. I truly think sales and marketing fixes all problems. And then obviously the operations is important. But like that exact example where we've done it before in the past, we had that loud member of the gym. Oh, we need to get a boxing bag. We've got the boxing bag and that member left. Now we're stuck with the boxing bag. (laughs) When at all times, if we just were proud of our program, we were confident in what we are doing and we could generate more leads, more members, we wouldn't worry about that one loud voice in the gym and her boxing bag request.
0: think that's why we've always worked well together too is because while i you know like you said you feel like sales and marketing fixes all and i think it fixes a lot of the problems maybe not quite all of them and that's where having the harmony between getting new members and onboarding them into a system that is going to work it isn't going to piss off your current members, it isn't going to overflow current sessions. You're not going to have to change your programming. You're not going to have to go and buy a bunch of new equipment. You're not going to have to make any changes, but do it in a way that they can seamlessly transition into your business without making drastic changes elsewhere. But I I would agree, although it may not fix all problems, it, it does fix a lot of them in sales and marketing. If you are someone who can acquire customers well, then you are going to be in a much, much, much better position than than any other gym in your area who who is probably going to be struggling with that exact same same thing.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well, mate, let's wrap it up for episode one. This is more of a get to know you. We did talk some tactics. Moving forward with the episodes, we're going to have a more tactical approach in regards to if you do want to generate leads, we'll teach you how. If you want to nurture those leads, we'll teach you how. And we'll just move Down that pipeline of fixing every problem in your gym. And the goal of this podcast is just to provide tremendous value to
0: our listeners. Yeah, we just want to we want to touch on different topics and different subjects within fitness, within your fitness business, something that is very specific to other fitness business owners. If you were to someone to to be looking for information on running a small business or a service-based business, sometimes it's not really that applicable to running a fitness business. It's something we've both found. We've listened to podcasts and, and read books and, and looked to look to find information to, to help us and our business that isn't fitness related. And although there are some good things and some good nuggets you get out of those pieces of I guess content that's it's not specific to a fitness business. We find that it's very unique to be running, you know, a gym, boot camp, personal training studio, fitness business. And that's where we want to share and explore a lot of the different topics that that maybe otherwise aren't being explored. And you can get some new information that you can apply for your, your own business. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks for listening.
1: Let's wrap it up, Mitch. And we'll see
0: you all for episode two. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. If you did enjoy the episode, then we do have a free Facebook group that you can join. It's called Fitness Business Growth, a group run by gym owners for gym owners. We share a lot of very valuable information that can be helpful for fitness business owners. So if you are wanting to get more of what you just heard, hop on, add yourself in and be a part of that group. Until next time, thanks for listening and we'll talk with you soon.